the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Devastation and Tornado Alley again. We have to, we, you know, it's just devastating. It's devastating. It's been devastating. This happens yearly. This one is tragic, as they always are. It is a, uh, it is a, a, a true shame. And it hopefully will get the attention that it's due without being used as an excuse, as so oftentimes natural disasters are always used as an excuse. Sometimes the political disasters, the created disasters, are used as an excuse to bastardize our economy, to bastardize our government. That's also something we're dealing with on a constant, constant basis. The Fed meeting this week, it will be the excuse and it will be the weapon that will be used against the failure of the Biden policies. The reason that the economy is where it is is not specifically just Fed policy. It is Bidenomics. It is the feudalism of incompetence. This is what happens when you put people in charge who live in a pretend world. Our world does not matter. The devastation that it creates is merely just an excuse, a weapon, for the usurpers of freedom and capitalism and your own economy and your own choices to just take more and more and more. That's where we are going. Now, the good news is we have an indication to where it leads. That indication is the sewer of Chicago. This is a story that is now national. Um, The car dealer Perillo, and we've seen him, he was on the morning show today. He was on Fox this afternoon, rightfully so, because this is a guy that makes the world go round. He's one of us. He is somebody who, instead of asking for a handout, decided to build the ladder. That's what Mr. Perillo represents. So when he is robbed, he has the, the aggravation that we deal with as common people, that enough is enough. Government has one job and one job only, and that job is simple. It is to enforce law so that good, honest people feel safe and know that if, in fact, they are victimized, the perpetrators will be penalized. That is something the city of Chicago has decided to flip-flop. They have decided to take the other position, and that position is the perpetrator is going to be righteous. We will find every excuse. We will make every compensation. We will, in fact, justify the crime rather than prosecute the criminal. So Mr. Perillo said, I had enough. I had enough. You not only stole the merchandise, you terrified people that have worked for him for 30 years, and you took his magnanimous nature of allowing people into a luxury facility, 
to look around and dream. Because what Mr. Perillo knows is that sometimes you can inspire people to do better by doing that. And now it's going to be totally different if he stays there. And if I were on the Perillo advisory board, that would never have happened. Because this is something that was on the right, the writing was on the wall for years. And I was listening to the morning show interview with Mr. Perillo. And he seemed like a wonderful guy. He seemed like 90% of the guys that made something out of themselves that grew up the way I grew up, that grew up in the way the majority of us grew up, dreaming and wanting to do it the right way, although sometimes tempted by the wrong way. So he could sympathize, as he said in an interview this morning, which I found to be enlightening, and I feel the same way. You could sympathize. There's a choice that makes people make the decision to be good versus scum. City of Chicago doesn't need gun control, needs scum control. Because what the, the, the Democrat mafia has decided to do is to take advantage of the failures because it's within those failures lies the power. The power to constantly grab, the power to constantly blame. This is something that we all now know happens in all of the Democrat Marxist mafia run hellholes. The excuses, the nonsense, the finger pointing. But until people like Mr. Perillo make the decision to do somewhat what he did, where he's going to be by appointment only. I personally don't think that's enough. Now, Mr. Perillo probably is smart enough to own the building he's in. If he doesn't, he should implement the only recourse that capitalists have. Vacate. Turn it into 50% of Michigan Avenue, which is boarded up. That's the way it is, because until you do that, you're simply going to continue to be the pigeon. And most people don't like being the pigeon. We've seen in just the last couple months, Capitalists who should be revered, people who have made the city better, companies that have made the city better, be chastised by corrupt failures. I'm disappointed that they're not doing more to take safety uh, and make it a priority. Now, what we had discussed is there's insurance issues. Now, obviously, Mr. Perillo is probably insured. But how much longer before those insurance companies refuse to insure Retail businesses in the city of Chicago, because in case you haven't noticed, those big buildings, those high-paid executives, they're really not big on losing money. No, no, no. In fact, most insurance companies fall under the DDD, deny, deny, defend. And there will be a time when they will not insure any retailers. That's why ghettos are business deserts, because they can't get insured. There's nobody foolish enough to want to subject themselves to constant, constant crime without the opportunity to even have protection, which is what you are now seeing in what was once considered the Gold Coast, was once considered great areas. It's truly a travesty. And until these these retailers, until business people, until citizens demand, demand fixes, it's not going to happen. So when I see Mr. Perillo go on Fox News and and, not, you know, espouse his aggravation. It's wonderful. But he does something I've noticed is the new mantra of the Democrat mafia. And that is to always hide under this idea that you are to be somewhat respectful. See, the problem with failure is you should not have respect for it. I had, it happened to me three times this weekend. Three times this weekend into talking to strangers. I could tell that they were probably not people who were, you know, f- really had a foothold in in philosophy of their their political decisions or in life in general. And they have this feeling, this this commonality that, you know, the temperature is just too hot. The sides are so divided. The country is so divided. We have to figure out a way to come together, come together. Come together on what? Because we can come together 
on the tragedy that happens in Tornado Alley. And we can all recognize the sympathy and we can all come together and try to fundraise and try to take care of those people and donate things that they need and send workers. We can all do that. That we can come together on. But when you try to come together on political corruption and failure that leads to a once great city turning into a prison camp, we can't come together on that. And we don't have to have respect for the perpetrators of that failure. Because what happens in that respect is they continue as usual. And the excuses continue as usual. Do you think it's possible that big cities are dealing with these smash and grab robberies right now, an increase in criminal activity because some prosecutors are too soft on crime? It's not a question. That's an obvious reality. Let's stop posing it, posing it as questions to professional liars. Pippi Lystocking, Pisaki, is a paid-off liar, spin doctor. This is a statement of fact. It is the reality we live in. You know, I, I pulled up, hey, jackass, right before the show, as I do before every show. And you want to know what's disgusting? In relative terms, having 28 people shot, we're way under our average of 14 a day. Because if you fungigate the number of 4,372 shot, we're about 14 a day. So all in all, what's the big deal with last weekend? So we smashed a couple of windows, took some watches. Only 28 people got shot. That's not 14 a day. Could have been a lot worse. Because we now have adapted our standards to get along and go along. That's what happens when you have respect for people. When failure, in fact, you get used to it. You get accustomed to it. And it's not too bad. And those 28 people are nameless. Now, I don't know how many are roaches, gangbangers, and scum. Those I'm fine with not counting. But how about the innocent people? How many people were victimized and carjacked? I couldn't get that girl in Bridgeport out of my head all weekend. Couldn't get it out of my head. What she must be going through, knowing that the scourge, two were caught, one wasn't. Did the one that wasn't have her address? They obviously knew where she lived. And unfortunately, this is the reality. When you make excuses for political pimps and whores that are going to continue down this path. I am not kidding you. There needs to be a special counsel called, and she needs to be removed from office today. That's how you set a tone. Because this getting used to failure and making excuses of it is no reason we've got a dimwitted with dementia and a diaper. Sitting in office as we all pay the cost of his mediocrity is not, is not the right word, of his abject and total failure. It is destroying the lives of honest, good people. Chef, candidates here are being confronted with questions about whether or not they were too quick to condemn the attackers in the just... I got the wrong clip. Please forgive me. I am looking for... But it's important to understand that when you when anybody raises a question about this new CBO score, it is a fake score about a bill that doesn't exist. Uh, and we should really focus on the actual bill everybody's uh, going to vote on and considering in Congress. So what's going to happen is more failure, because as they print up more money, the inflation will go through the roof again. It'll continue to go through the roof again and again and again. Because we are tolerating failures and giving them respect. It is time to not have respect for the perpetrators of this failure, of this fraud. It is time to remove people from office, and I am dead serious. Kim Fox needs to be removed from office. Are you going to wait for another election? Because if you're not paying attention, she just won. She just won. So we got four more years of peanut head. The mentalist dressed in her costume. Blaming 
businesses blaming business owners. We still have retailers that won't institute um, plans like having security officers in their stores, making sure um, that they've got cameras that are actually operational. Now do what Perillo did. Appointment only. Christmas shopping. Appointment only. Give me your credit card. Give me your driver's license. Make a reservation. I mean, after all, it's respectful, right? We'll adapt to this loser. We'll adapt to the new norm of chaos, of devastation, of carjackings, robberies, and shootings. After all, it's only 28 shot. No wonder it didn't make the news today. 312-642-5600. Did you uh, think that perhaps there was a problem when you uh, saw one of the most beautiful states in the country become a homeless camp? Did anybody think that maybe we should reject those policies that have turned California, probably the prettiest state in the country, into a hellhole where the biggest problem is human waste in the streets. Here's an idea. Any politician that was responsible for that not only should be removed for office, but should be imprisoned. Because you destroyed an entire damn state, possibly the best one in the country. How long before an armpit, like the sewer of Chicago, turned into a hellhole? Paula in Roscoe. Hey, I uh, love your show, Sean. Thank you very much for taking my call. Oh, um, yeah, I called a couple years ago, like, I don't know, if it's Alderman O'Reilly or something for the downtown. Drunk. To, you know, talk about bums that were hanging around the loop and everything. He is and one. the Magnificent Mile. Hmm. And, uh, you know, they were, the person I talked to was like, well, it's no longer illegal to be a vagrant or something. So apparently, and I can't find any data on it, but oh. at some point that was made no longer illegal, like a crime to be vagrant. In, in fact, they've designated areas where they can build homeless camps. You see it all up and down. I remember North Avenue was among the first to flip, and then you saw it all over. After they had just taken those 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 neighborhoods, like Bucktown, which when I grew up was not nice, it had a, a gentrification movement that made people millionaires overnight, and they're right back into the sewer again. And it's through politicians like, that, like, uh, like uh, Riley, who are, is more interested in a two-for-one at Boss Bar than he isn't doing something good for the city of Chicago. In fact, if you could tr- trace his, uh, his tutelage as alderman, you would see a collapse of the quality of Chicago, downtown Chicago, and business environment. So I don't know what the hell he's good at, other than I think he's half-assed related to the, the dailies, which does explain his rather bulbous head. So uh, that's that's who you have to thank for it. Keep uh, sticking with the Irish Mafia and hoping for different results. The only thing you can do, Paula, is put in a really good security system and ask for some some security, private security, a little tax abatement. Maybe that's the answer. If businesses hire the Pinkertons, maybe they can avoid some property taxes. After all, what the hell are you paying property taxes for? To go get robbed in your car, in your garage? Thank you very much, Paula. Good luck in Roscoe, once a beautiful area. George in Naperville. Uh, Sean, they're promoting vaccinated-only restaurants. It's a shame he has to do it, Mr. Perillo, but why would it be an imposition for people to have to make an appointment? I think he's smart to do that. It's his business. He can do exactly what he wants. I I, I think he should go a step further. Um, I think he, he, he should make people who voted for Kim Fox and Lori Lightfoot unable to come into his, his car dealership. That's what I would do. In fact, I did that. There, is, there are no Democrat voters allowed in any business I own or operate. Thank you very much. I appreciate it, George. And that's the uh, that's your right as a business owner. He, the other option he has, to, he has, he has two. He can change things and cut the loss, or he continue to fund the beast. See, he's 
can you imagine the, the money that he is paying to the city of Chicago? The sales tax? Every car, what do you think those cars sell for? If the watches are worth a million dollars, how much do you think the cars are worth? Perillo moves cars, babies. He, does, he doesn't get to, to, to travel and pay that lifestyle because he doesn't sell cars. He generates that one man, generates enough tax revenue to both the city of Chicago, the county of Cook, and the state of Illinois that they should do whatever they have to to protect his business. Instead, they left him hanging out to dry. Michael, South Suburbs. Hey, Michael. Sean, how's it going? Good, buddy. Yeah, good to talk to you again. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, two things. Um, Mayor Lightfoot is a, is a train wreck, and but I, I have to ask, uh, how, how much longer can the local reporters keep covering her with straight faces? Where is Mike Royko when we need him? Isn't that the real shame of it? Isn't that the real shame of it, that you do not have a reporter? In fact, they are so afraid by political correctness. They're so f- afraid, terrified, to criticize or actually report on some of the major failings of this buffoon because she has the virtue shield of her sexual orientation and her genitalia. And that is why she uses that as an excuse to fend off both prying eyes into her corruption and into her absolute and total failure. Do you know what is outrageous to me? That her law firm, her law firm, her old law firm is still paying her more than she was paid when she was a lawyer for them. Now, why? Why would they do that? All of the same judges, all of the same law firms, the tax skim and scam that Chicago is, let alone the TIF arrangements, the 5000 a plate uh, fundraiser by a Winnetka developer. You think that somebody would look into that? Michael, thank you so much. Keep waiting for reporters, and uh, you got a better chance than Perillo does of having a safe store again. 312, actually, I have a guest of a neighborhood, a village, my village, my old village, I should say that is doing something for the citizens to help fend off these criminal scum. And we'll discuss this with the mayor of Elmwood Park when I get back. What the hell is this? Bunny, what, what kind of music is this? You like it, huh? All right, listen, note to self, if you like it, don't play it again. I got to get in the mood, baby. All right. So here's the difference between municipalities. There are some municipalities that will bend knee to failure. There are some municipalities that will assist the corrupt tyrants, that will allow the citizens to become victims. And there are others that will stand with the innocent good people and protect them against perpetrators. Towns have all the decisions in the world whether to enforce these ridiculous mandates we're facing, shut down businesses. I was lucky enough, I have a business in a town that sided with business owners and allowed the businesses to stay open when the necklace Pritzker shut it down. I'm lucky enough to still own property in a town that wants to help their citizens against perpetrators and would-be perpetrators. There is a program in Elmwood Park, Illinois, and I wanted to bring on the mayor, Skip Saviano, to discuss it. Skip, how are you? Good, Sean. How are you today? Very good. I uh, caught wind of this on Friday. My wife uh, came down and told me about it, and I thought it was a great idea. Being a property owner in Elmwood Park, having people I love that live in Elmwood Park, it is important that we can protect them against this wave of chaos that is normal in the Democrat sewers that are surrounding us. So you have a program where if someone buys a security system, which one are you partner? Is it anyone or is it one particular? No, any, any company, any, any resident. 
any company, any resident, and they agree to, to, to turn over the surveillance video of a crime that should happen on their camera to, this, to the town of Elmwood Park, you help them in what fashion? We will, uh, we will reimburse them up to 50% or $100 uh, for the installation and purchase of those cameras. Now I have to imagine I you know I'm late to the game I have a service but I'm not I'm not interested in the money per se but I want to know how I I mean is this something I want to sign up and I'm not even in town anymore is this something that that numerous people are are excited about uh is the word out about this and are you getting uh you know massive applause by the citizens which I think you should We it's been overwhelming uh as far as the approval uh, of the program uh People are calling the station every day, signing up, so we could put them in our database so we identify that they have a camera on their house, and if there is a crime that is committed, our police could go right to that location instead of canvassing the whole street to see who has security cameras, and and it really does expedite the whole process. Now, have you seen, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've been very blessed i like my area where i live if you have to live in in illinois i like elmwood park um it seems that it has always kind of taken the side of the citizen of the taxpayer it's never been oppressive even uh you know prior to you becoming the mayor you were a resident there is this something that you know you see the future where you're going to be able to keep up with it or are you kind of worried that the the uh Kim Fox, the Cook County State's Attorney, and the rest are going to take a position against you for doing this. Uh, I don't. I, I don't know how they can. I mean, I'm I'm there to assist law enforcement, and I can't think of a better way than what we've done in our town as far as creating a whole comprehensive anti-crime plan, uh, which includes a robust camera system along Harlem and North Avenues on our perimeters. We have uh, police cars in all of our retail lots along Harlem and North Avenue uh, during the the evening hours. Uh, We have, and and this is another component, uh, along with our robust cameras in our retail areas, our parking lots behind our retail areas. And this was the last component that we figured would be effective in both deterring crime and also solving crime. And and the, the residents are excited about it. Uh, we're excited about it. Uh, obviously, our police department, who I strongly support, uh, love the program because obviously they could become more effective. And I think it's a win-win for everybody. So I can't see anybody being a critical of, of what we are trying to do on a proactive basis. You've been in politics many, many years. You've associated with Democrats. In fact, you've associated with Democrats that I could not be in the same room with. I give you a lot of credit. You've been around these people. You've seen this kind of thing. Did you ever think you would be at a place where the politicians in general would side more, would allow people to steal up to $950? Did you ever think you'd live through a time when the government took the position of protecting the perpetrator and re-victimizing the victim? Well, you know, Sean, I was in the state legislature for 20 years, and I remember in the 90s we passed some very good, effective, tough anti-crime laws that I now see are dissipating, and I just don't understand it. We, we, we went to great lengths to protect the residents of Illinois, and they're kind of chipping away at those achievements that we made back then. 
Are you waiting for somebody from Illinois? Because I have to tell you, you know, I mean, I, I, you're right. You've been there 20 years. You're a little bit older than I am. And I know, you know, you're probably just doing this because you live there and you want to make sure the town is run right and the people are protected. Do you think the Illinois Republican Party, because you know these guys, I find them to be loathsome. If, if I'm kind, they're feckless. You don't even know they exist. Are you shocked at the complacency of these people that you knew for how many years that they just roll over? Or is it all that they just want to be in second position? They all want their pot dispensaries. They all want their video gaming. What do you think is, is wrong with the, the, the Republicans? They have no spine in Illinois. Well, well what I experienced, I was the chairman of the House Republican Organization, which, which my job was to go around and all over the state and elect Republican state reps. And what has happened over the years, we have lost, so many Republican voters in our state that we've become over, overwhelmingly Democrat. And it's very hard for Republicans to become effective when you just don't have a voting base out there that's willing to, to come to our side. And, and it's, it's, it's a shame, um, but we're fighting an uphill battle all the time. And what, what I see with Republicans today, if they want to get things done for their district, say a Republican rep, they got to reach over the aisle and, and try to, you know, work with the other side just to be effective for the, the people they represent. And that, I think, with, it, with what has led to somewhat of a decimation of, of, of our strong Republican principles. If the governor were to say to the people the way in which he did a while ago, which I don't think anything's off the table. I really don't with this kind of governor. I think he's oblivious. He's a butter-handed, spoiled brat who never earned a dollar in his life. The idea that he could shut down businesses in the first place as somebody who struggled, whose own businesses, was mind-boggling to me. The enemy of us all is time, and you know what it's like. You watch. You All of your friends are in business. You know what it's like for these guys. You've seen the devastation. If the governor were to say another mandate to shut down businesses again, do you think there would be enough outcry by the village leadership, you know, not just Elmwood Park, but there are other villages, to say we're not shutting our businesses down again? I'm curious to know what you would think if that were to happen I, again. I know it's hypothetical. I, I, I Personally, I think what uh, municipalities had to go through and saw their decline in revenues uh, through those shutdowns, I think they would probably change their mind and leave it up to the individual business on how they want to handle it, because I think that's the best way to go about it now uh, because businesses have adapted uh, to this. It's not a post pandemic period, but whatever it is, uh, have adapted to keep their businesses up and running. And I don't think you should mandate to them at this point in time, anything that they can't uh, would provide them not to be able to exist. So I don't think you're going to see, I think, you know, you're not going to see an uprising. You just see people, pretty business people, pretty much do what they want to do. Now, it's been a while since I moved down to Florida. You know, I come back and I visit. You know, I've bumped into you from time to time. Do you, uh, do you miss my attendance at the village meetings at all? <laughs> I, I, I appreciate your expertise in so many fields. That, yeah, okay. I guess I do miss you. Yeah, all right. Very good. See, that was good. See, I got you. I got you to compliment me. Very good. Skip, well, I want to thank you, really, and I mean this. You know, I have my family. You know, I... I, I, I know, I, Sean. I, you know, I've lived in this town like 55 years. I mean, I raised my, my kids here. My daughter lives here with my new granddaughter. So, oh, obviously, I've, I, only, I have a, a, a stake uh, here, too. So, uh, I don't want to leave this town. I love this town. And that's going to be what saves us, is the people that, want, that love their area and want to protect the good people. So, I, I, listen, you know me. 
How many times I give you a compliment? I must know you're 30 years. I ever compliment you? I'm giving you a compliment. I want to thank you very much for what you're Thanks, doing Sean. because it makes, me, it makes me feel better that, I, that their little ones are going to be protected. Thank you, Skip. I appreciate it. Thanks thank a you. lot. Take care. We'll be, Bye-bye. we'll be back with your calls and comments after this. You know, as somebody who um, watches political decisions destroy areas, I really do. I think it's nice that you see towns say, look, we're going to help the people. We're not going to continue through the mantra of the Democrat Marxist mafia that protects the predator while re-victimizing the good people. I think it's something that towns all around Cook County that are outside of the sewer of Chicago need to do. After all, that's what you're supposed to do. That's why the people pay taxes. It's a shame that this is something odd now in Illinois. Robert in Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean, how are you doing tonight? Good. How are you, buddy? Good. I have a question for you. What the 2022 election comes, I have two questions. First of all, yeah. do you think there's enough that, that could make a change in the state of Illinois if it trickles down with a conservative majority? And number two, I like Darren Bailey for governor. Who do you think's got a viable chance of beating Governor Teletubby, in your opinion? Well, I think the answer is um, I don't think a Republican can win anymore. Oh. I mean, I hate to give you a slap of reality. I don't think a Republican can win anymore because the climate has been so bad. The, the, the benefit of being a citizen in Illinois has been so eroded. The trajectory of the bankruptcy that continues to be perpetrated yeah. as they misappropriate funds, as they mix money into the general fund, as they carve up and only can exist on charity from around the, the, the country in the federal government subsidies, where would Illinois be without COVID? Would they get a hundred and something billion dollars? What did the necklace wonder do? He he mixed it in to pay off debt that was accumulated over the last thirty years. Yep. If you if if you are a business owner, you're there probably under duress to some extent, or you're on the inside of the mafia and you're getting some scam to be there. Do I think so? And I you know, Darren Bailey seems like an affable guy. I personally am a Gary Raybine guy. Because that son are. of a gun, that son of a gun makes things work. This new kid, I think, is a stalking horse. I wouldn't, I don't believe a word that comes out of that Mitt Romney wannabe's mouth. He's not my kind of guy, and yeah, I wouldn't okay. waste a, I wouldn't waste a day on that guy. That's just my opinion. Yeah. And that, you, you ask me, and you get the truth. Thank you very much, Robert. Appreciate, appreciate it. it. Now, could I be wrong? I don't know. Maybe, but somebody who is afraid to give answers. I listen to him. what the hell's his name? Jesse something. I listen to him on. Uh, on the morning show, first of all, he was he was financed by Silicon Valley Democrats, and he, he he runs under the with the religious virtue shield, but yet won't stand up against baby murder. You're not my kind of guy, not at all. Teresa on the north side. Hi, Sean. Hi. Uh, listening to your interview with with Skip, he's exactly right about. I think most Republicans they just dance with the devil. They're not. I just don't see a lot of power behind them and willing to do something to make things better for this country. I just don't see it. You know, when, you're, when you see corruption, when you yep. see a system that's, that's flawed, broken, and um, self-aggrandizing politicians can profit and become millionaires in it, yep. you have a decision to make. You can reject it or you can angle it. I reject yep. it. I'm not interested in yeah. angling it, and I really don't care for people who do. 
Um, so, so that's what we've had a lot of over the last hundred years. That's why I say yeah. second place pays very well, because the Illinois Republicans have positioned themselves to not stand opposed to the corruption, but to profit from it. And in there lies exactly. the problem. They got the Sam Giancana economic plan. If they were only running $10 hookers, it would be the perfect circle. So for the most of them, most of the Illinois Republicans, I think, are scum. And that's why I don't see a bright future. But the reality is many, many people are trapped there. And I'm hoping for a turnaround. And it will only happen when guys stand up against the powers. Because believe me, whether he wants to tell me about it or not, he's catching an earful. And there will be political ramifications for taking the positions he takes. So thank you very much, Teresa. I appreciate the call. Thanks, Sean. We'll be back with your calls and comments in the whole next hour. First hour, fastest hour in radio. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Government is supposed to provide simple service. Simple services. That's it. What they've done to disrupt the public tranquility, you almost can't quantify it. I still... I remember when my kids were little, I made the choice. I wasn't going to turn them over to those indoctrination camps that I recognized 20 years ago. What's happened today is ridiculous and outrageous. About a month ago, we had on the father that was um, rightfully so horrified at the books his children were being indoctrinated with. One of them was called Gender Queer. So he went to a meeting. And you can imagine how it went. Well, we wanted to have him back on. He has an update for us. His name is Terrence Newsom. Terrence, how are you? Good. How are you, Sean? Very good. You have an update. I like when I get updated. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I think this is going to be an ongoing saga, but the the latest and greatest, um, you know, after we last spoke, we had this sham appeal, you know, Mm -hmm. me and another mom that met with the two two principals that moderated, sat across from the two librarians. You know, they gave us the, uh, you know, the liberal speak about why the book falls under inclusion and all this fluff that has nothing really to do with education, right? Uh, yeah. Experimental, uh, uh, helping kids that have to read off of pictures instead of text. Now, Terrence, just to, let's let you know because you and I know know what's going on. Let's just give a little recap. What this is is the book Gender Queer, and it's a we're going to give you the PG version. It's a despicable porno. It's despicable sex toys and ridiculousness that you're introducing to children. 14-year-olds, 13-year-olds. It's, it's despicable and disgusting. Earlier today, a friend of mine sent me a video of the mayor of Darien who wanted to come on and tell everybody he's not a politician, he's not a politician, he's not a politician. When he was confronted with what the book was, he became a politician. He didn't have jack to say about it. He refused to take a position on it. Just like the, the, the moron running for Republican side for governor, the kid that's financed by Silicon Valley money. So, um, yeah, Sean, that was my Sean. That was my video. I I, I ambushed the mayor of Darien, Joe Marchese, and I gave him chances to, to square up. That was my video. Uh, so tell us, tell uh, the people what happened. You 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 bumped into him at the table of Wisdom LLC meeting where a couple of judges were talking about how to buy tax auction properties. And what happened? 
Oh, that's a different one. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. sorry. Yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm kidding. I'm talking about your video. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Yeah, okay. Um, so, oh, so well, real quick, and I'll get to the video. Man, I gave him many chances, right, um, to, to, to you know try to do the right thing, at least in my opinion, but he refused because of politics. So on November 3rd, we had this big appeal. You know, it was really a sham. Sat across from the librarians, and the principal said, uh, Principal Schwartz from South said, you know, when we asked him who picks these books and he goes, we rely on our experts, our experts who are trained in this field, they pick the books. I go, so the board's not responsible. Oh, good question. No, they're not. Okay. And so then the other mom that was with me asked, uh, can you please define uh, pornography to us? And they look at each other and look at us and go, well, we really don't know the definition of pornography. Yeah. I'm like, wait a minute. This guy just told us you're the experts. You're supposed to decide on what's pornography. We're having a meeting on pornography. The whole country knows about it, and the experts don't know the definition. She goes, "Well, we could get back to you." Oh my! Like, are you serious? You know. And then Hank, Hank got back to me. I, I shared some of the emails. He said they're not supposed to know the legal definition of pornography. Well, if you're relying on these people to decide what is or isn't pornography, you think they would know about it? And even if they didn't know about it, when they're having a discussion that the country knows about pornography. They would have a cheat sheet of which I had pornography ready from the Webster dictionary. And I threw it down on the table. I said, here, I got it handy right here. And um, then they tried to go in and pivot into intent um, saying that it wasn't the author's intent. But then I, you know, as I shared the prior page, they were fantasizing about these pictures that we can't talk about and saying how hot they're going to look in these. First of all, the excerpts images. from the book are astonishing. Astonishing. And, you know, I mean, it's a radio show and it's, you know, we, we may have kids listening, but uh, the idea and, and, and Terrence, you, you listen to me before. You know how I hate it when you call the Fourth Reich liberal. I'm a liberal. These are these are liars. These are Marxists. This is the Fourth yeah. Reich. And if they cannot identify two guys giving each other a Lewinsky in the parking lot as pornographic, maybe we should tell them what it is. And the idea that we don't want our 13 year olds subjected to it. Because this is outrageous. So now what's yeah. the update on the court? And you go ahead. You feel free to throw around that uh, Lewinsky. Yeah. And after and all, just, a notable to, Democrat made it legendary. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So so uh, just to clarify, too, that picture that we're talking about, the, mm -hmm. the person standing up is a girl that wants to be a boy. And the person on their knees is a boy that wants to be a girl. Oh. So we're on the same page. So it's even worse than what you first thought. It's like a Hillary Clinton rally. All right. Go ahead. Isn't it crazy? So, yes. I, so anyway... Um, so obviously they got back and they sent us the bogus email. Uh, we, you know, and, and Hank said, you know, we don't feel under uh, the definition of pornography that the intent wasn't there from the author to arouse and stimulate. I don't know how you could say that when they fantasized the page before. Good, it is it what was it is. disgusting. You should have said, see, you should bring me to D6, yeah. but go ahead. So, so, so then um, tonight's the next board meeting since we last spoke. And, and Hank Thiel and the board members... Uh, we have this massive, beautiful facility that cost millions of dollars, brand new in September, first opened. And now they're moving us to the old facility. And we're, we had over 200 people that showed up last time. And they said because of security threats, we're only allowing 20 people in because it's smaller and because of COVID restrictions. And we had another parent run FOIA reports with the Downers Grove Police Department, and there was zero threats logged in for any threats with the Downers Grove school board, anybody. So they're using that to punish us because we had a good turnout at the last event. So parents are there trying to get seats to get in, you know, the first 20 
uh, depending on you know who, you know which side you're on. But they're purposely doing this. And a new update right before I got in the radio, one of the fathers filed with Bob Berlin an Open Meetings Act, and we got the response in that they're opening uh, uh, an investigation into them violating the Open Meeting Act uh, uh, for us, which is outstanding. We're very excited about it. I, I would be excited, too, if it wasn't, um, what is it, the DuPage County State's Attorney, which I guess is a hell of a lot better than Cook County. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I guess he's uh, on our side, supposedly, um, if I could say that or not. I mean, he, well, thinks, he thinks normally. How's that? <laughs> there you go. I like that much better. He's an American liberal. This is what we have to yeah. do. We have to start taking the language back because, you know, I, I have think, to. I think you and I came to another term that you said I was okay to describe them as scumbags. If that, if yeah, we scumbags can continue that. I think that's more appropriate. It fits. And then we could go, if we want to talk about the mayor. So the mayor had uh, another, I reached out to the mayor to ask him for help with this, right? And and um, he called me back. He, he gave me the exact same talking points that the scumbags gave me. And I said, he goes, I can't force them to listen to me to do what I say. And I said, listen, I knew that before I called you, mayor. I go, but you represent me. You represent my children that go to that school. You could have an opinion. And he refused to have an opinion. So another parent told me there was coffee time at the restaurant over here. And me and six other moms and dads went. He's going around shaking hands. And one mother from Lyons Township was filming. She's doing the same thing at Lyons Township that I'm doing. And he came up, and I pulled those nice pictures. I threw them on the table. (laughs) And I caught him up. You know know what's sickening to me? You know what's sickening uh, to me? Joe Marchese. And that's the part that's sickening. That's the part that's sickening, and I'm going to tell you why. I'm disgusted when I see a Cuban like the federal Mayorkas promote communism after living under the reign of it. I'm disgusted when I hear an Italian last name promoting the Mussolini El Doce fascism and acting like a car salesman. No offense, Mr. Perillo, to this kind of nonsense. I want you to ask Mr. Marchese what his nonna would say to this picture. That's what you ask these scumbags. Because the idea yeah, that these so-called family men stand up against it, he what? He, he said he wouldn't show it to you. If he, he said he wouldn't. One of the moms asked him, "Would you show this to your grandchildren?" He said, "No." But, but you should show it to your kid. But you should show yeah. it to your kid. He won't show it to his grandkids. But you should you should show it to your kid. That's how you know he's a fraud. And throw his fat ass out of there. That's the way you deal yeah, with the these mayor, guys. The mayor of Willowbrook was there. So after we kind of you know ambushed him, I guess however you want to call, I don't care. It's too bad. Um, I had to take a phone call for work. I came back. The mayor, uh, Trilla, from Willowbrook, this was his event, too, with Curran. He stayed in the back. He would never leave because this was very early on. Then when I came back from my call and sat with the other parents, he went out the back window, back door. Sorry, he went out yeah. the back door of the restaurant. Yeah, he should have went out the back window. It's, it's just despicable. It's despicable. But that's very telling. I won't show it to my grandkids, probably because they go to private no. school. Probably because probably they go to private school. He's probably like 60% of all public school teachers who know that the public indoctrination prison camp isn't good enough for their little babies. It's, a, it's really the tale of two cities. So, listen, I want to thank yeah, you and for I coming a, on. Curran Cur, sat down with me, agreed with us. Oh, yes, I, you know, this, I have kids. This is, I told them, help, you know, call, call them. Well, it will become political. I go, it already is political. Life is political. Said, you live in a sewer yeah. because of politics. And Just one last thing, yeah. one last thing. I know your time constraint. Um, Go ahead. This Thursday, the Methodist Church of uh, uh, Downers Grove, the same people that we're fighting against in the board meetings, they're uh, having Trans Santa and Doc, Dr. Claus come. Yeah, hallelujah. Um, 
Yeah. which is just disgusting because you've got these young children that believe in Santa, which is imaginary in the first place. So why do you got to inject sex to an imaginary figure yeah. um, unless you're trying to indoctrinate these young children who believe in Santa in the first place, regardless of their sexuality at such a young age? It's, it's time to tell kids start thanking their parents. There is no socialist German making toys with slave labor. It's time to crush that myth. Thank you very much for coming on. You thank, know I appreciate it, Terrence Newsom. Keep up the fight. I give you a lot of credit. Um, Take your kids out of that camp. That's the best advice yeah. in the meantime. Thank you, brother. Thank you, man. All right, we'll be back with your calls and comments after this. Boy, this kind of stupidity, this kind of mental torture, emotional abuse that we allow this Fourth Reich, these Marxist mafia members to do to our kids, makes me crazy. It truly makes me crazy. It's... uh. It's driving me nuts. All right, Mike, on the south side, I always like it when you correct me. And you're right, by the way. But go ahead. Hey, yeah, uh, Sean, can you hear me? I could hear you, babe. All right. Yeah, I'm in my basement. I'm cleaning up, uh, cleaning up my workshop. But anyway, uh, what I told your call screener is that uh, I won't swear on the radio. But no. what I told her is let's call it what it is. It's institutionalized child abuse. And anytime anybody brings this up, you you get in their face and you say, hey, listen, you support institutionalized child abuse. Anytime you take away the innocence of a child, it's child abuse. I could but not. Call it what it is. I could not agree more with you. I could not agree more with you. I remember growing up, I had a, I had a very good friend of mine, a nice family, benign, benign parents, you know, nice, went to work every day. Had this kid growing up. He was a, a, a little younger than me. And I come home one day, and this old man, who was a nice guy in the world, wave every time. He's got this kid in the street. He's choking him. I said, what the hell's going on? I stopped the car and got out. I said, you know, what's going on? He said, this kid gave my, my son a hustler. His son was nine years old. And I finally said, you know what? I'm not only going to help you. Let's drive this son of a gun over to railroad tracks. He's like, well, you know, I can't believe. Because you're exactly right. You mentally torture the kid when you show him pornography at nine at 12, at 13, the school has no, zero business showing children this kind of outrageous pornography. And that's all you can call it. You're exactly right, Mike. I like that well, institutionalized well, I mean, the child general, abuse. The attorney general under Clinton, she wanted to teach five and six-year-olds. I'm not going to mention it. But, you know, these people are freaking whack jobs, and we need to call it what it is. How did they all get their jobs? They did the same thing, so to them it's normal. Thanks, Mike. It does explain Kamala Harris. Chris, Arlington Heights. Don't have your ass hey, Sean, sweet it, Willie Brown. Yeah, guys. Go ahead. Listen, uh, I know Terry. I actually met him at Arrigo uh, Park when we were fighting to try to get our statues back. He's a good guy, and I applaud him for speaking up on behalf of all good God-fearing parents in this in this country that are sick of this Marxist indoctrination of our children. It, it is just ridiculous. And it all gets back to a group of people that are trying to change our culture, change our way of life, and destroy this country. And we need to vote these scumbags out of office because they're the ones who are appointing these people. we gotta, we got to get them out. You know, I That's forgot important. to ask, Chris. I forgot to ask, is the mayor of Darien, what was his name, Marchese, is he a Democrat or Republican? And in there, no, lies, in there lies the problem, because if he's a Democrat, then we expect it. After all, they're scum. They're the scourge. If he's a Republican, 
then he's an Illinois Republican. And it's time to clean that house. You can only clean your own house. You can't clean your neighbors. You know what, so, so until it Illinois Republicans matter. stand up for themselves. No, it does it shouldn't matter. And you shouldn't even have to say like what you know, I'm not picking on you. But you shouldn't have to say God fearing parents. Parents of any kind. Who is a teacher to show your child pornography? Unacceptable. Absolutely and totally. Sex ed. That was the big thing when it right when we were kids in the eighties. Oh, the the school's gonna teach them sex aid. Why? Why? That's something parents do. But, you know, I was going to play a video. There's that. Did you see that 12-year-old girl that was shot last Saturday in the back? The girl was, was downtown, 12 years old, in the chaos. They were beating the bus driver. She was shot in the back. The mother, the mother, did not know for two days that her daughter was shot in the back. When the daughter came home, she said, I think I fell. I think I hurt my hip. The mother gave her a pain pill. Didn't lift her shirt, say, let me see. You got a bullet next to your spine. The problem is the people that are imitating parents, that aren't interested in being parents. It's a despicable system. That's why I'm full of strong adoption system. Let people who want to be good people raise kids. Let people who want to turn them over to an institution, to the government, let them go their own way and cut them a check, the sloths that they are. 312-642-5600. Mary DeBadges, I happened to catch that traffic break. She just said, smashed cars and hit a building. She didn't add, like, drug dealing, carjacking scum, right? Because I do love when she does that. Traffic's a bear. But you get used to that in the city of Chicago. Brian in Chicago. Hi, Brian. Hey, Sean. How are you, buddy? Hey, real good. Love you, man. Um, you, you just said that you are a liberal. Well, I also agree with you that you hate Marxism. Explain yourself, good sir. Absolutely. If you believe in the principles of American, Americanism, if you believe in the founding of the Enlightenment, the recognition of the Enlightenment, we're the only country founded on the Enlightenment, that all men, men and women, are entitled to their circle of liberty, which is what I believe. I endorse no policy of force, none. The only policy I ever will endorse that looks like force is an enforcement of law. So if you murder somebody, you should have your life taken. If you, if you uh, uh, steal something, you should have time out of your life and be put into prison. That's the only sense of force I ever endorse in a policy. Any other force I stand opposed to. If you believe in those principles and you believe in, in, in a, a free-flowing, unfettered, uncorrupted form of an economy, I'm a liberal. We've allowed fascists, Marxists, socialists, and Soviets to call themselves a liberal while believing none of the principles of liberalism. If you're an American, you are a classic liberal. You have no other choice. This has been something that was pointed out by wonderful philosophers for 80 years. You've allowed the people who supported the Third Reich in this country, the American Nazis, to be called liberals. And from that, we are at a point where we have organized labor mafia, like Teachers Union, showing our 13-year-old pornography the whole time calling themselves a liberal. So that is the problem. And if we are going to change things, we need to stop allowing fascists, Soviets, Marxists, and communists to use a virtue shield and say, I'm a liberal, I'm a liberal, because when you hear that word, you instinctively put down your guard. When the reality is you should have it up the highest when when an American Democrat claims to be a liberal. That's when you will be forced to do everything. And I give you Illinois as an example. What can you do now in in the prison island that is Illinois? What can you do? 
You you have to ask permission from a politician to open a business you financed, you sweat and bled for. You have to have the approval of deviants to go see your relatives in hospitals. That's not liberalism, brother. That is fascism. So that's why I call myself that. Wonderful. Good enough? Thank you, Brian. Good enough. Keep being... Oh, I hung up on you, babe. I didn't mean it. Forgive me. But I have Tony in Portage, Indiana, I wanted to get to. Hey, Sean. Yes, Tony. I got a question for you, and I know that the listeners are the smartest ones in the country. Well. Who gets the money when you donate to Win Red? Because I keep getting at least 25 a day because I supported President Trump. And I already told McCarthy about 15, 20 times that he can go uh, get my DuPont. Yeah, he can go Durban himself. I get it. Here's what I want you to do, Tony. My understanding is it is a GOP. What do I want to call it? I want to be, I want to, I don't want to, you know, I want to convey the fact that I'm disgusted at a group that would raise money from the backs of people who cannot necessarily afford to give money under the guise of one particular politician, whether it helps Donald Trump or not, they use his face on everything. But what I will suggest to you and to all the people of America, if you want to make things stop, stop funding the beast. Do not give any money to the Republican Party in total. None. Zero. If you want to give a politician money, fine then give that politician money. But what we've allowed these corrupt bastards to do, Republicans and Democrats, is have no financial restrictions on the only thing in this country that was supposed to be, supposed to be financially restrained, politics. Billions and billions yeah. and billions of dollars they raise from people who suffer under the, the punitive decisions that politicians make. It is a terrible, terrible cancer on this country. So I would never give five cents to Rin win red or any other gop or you know obviously i don't support the fourth reich but i agree listen when you give money to these scum republicans you know who you're giving money to mitt romney you're giving money to the military industrial complex you're giving money to the pharmaceutical industrial complex you're giving money to the welfare industrial complex you're giving money to the political whores and pimps that have destroyed this country that every time they look at you, they laugh at you in the same way Hillary Clinton did. They just don't go kiss Huma Thurman in the, in the limousine. The only difference, sickening and disgusting. So I don't know what it is, but I'm willing to bet it's a scum organization. What do you think about that? Oh, I, I agree. I don't, give them, I don't give anything. I keep telling them. Yeah. I'm not giving you anything. My money's going to go to Mitch, the turtle? Are yeah, you no. kidding me? I like that, the turtle. I like that. You know, I've been doing a lot of thinking. You know Dr. Edwardi? In Chicago, the one that's been shutting down everything. You know, I'm down in Florida. You know what I realized? She looks like a grouper. Thank you very much, Tony. I appreciate the call. Lloyd, Gary, Indiana. Hey, how you doing there, Sean? Good, Lloyd. Hey, uh, I'm, I'm wondering if you can explain to me the yeah. difference between democracy and republic. Because if you look it up, the two uh, explanations seem to be interchangeable. It gets because, the, because the definition has been bastardized. We are a republic. There is not supposed to be a mobocracy. Democracy is 51% vote away the rights of 49%. That is why the Fourth Reich, the American Marxist Mafia, calling themselves Democrats, do not use the word republic. They only use the word democracy. And democracy is but what the Soviet... it says to the republic for which it stands. No, you're talking about the Pledge of Allegiance. You'll never hear a Democrat say Yeah, that. but... 
well, but that's that's also one of the uh, the mainstays of the American philosophy to the republic for which it stands. But all you hear, all the politicians talking about our great democracy. Because uh, a republic is their enemy. See, a republic means you could have states like the one that I ran to, the one that I invest in, and the one that has a bright future, the one like Florida. It's allowed. The, it's that allowed. republic will fight off the mobocracy of the American mafia Marxist party, calling themselves Democrats. That's how this country is supposed to be. That's why even in towns, I'll tell you this, that's why I had Skip Saviano on. Even in a hellhole sewer like Illinois, a Republican town is supposed to have certain sovereignty, certain rights that they don't have to bend knee to, 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 to what would be considered the, 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 the democracy choice, the choice of the democracy. But there's a reason yeah, that Karl Marx... Abolished. There's a reason that Karl Marx always used the word democracy. There's a reason that they, the Vietnamese, who we spent, sent, what, 60,000 boys to go kill in the name of communism, they don't call themselves communists. They call themselves a socialist democrat, a democracy, a socialist democracy. They pretend to be a democracy when what they really are is a corrupt mobocracy. In this country, none of what we're living through should be allowed. That's why I fight so vehemently again, hard about the idea that because you have a Democrat House, all of a sudden we're just at their whim, and they could tie us to all this debt, they could tie us to all this spending, and all this corruption is hoisted upon us. None of that is American principles, and it's through the ignorance of the citizens and the complacency of the citizens and the devious, diabolical nature of the self-aggrandizing, self-enriching, scum politician. That's what we're in. And once the Democrats take over the schools, they indoctrinate our children into this thinking that's the only way because it's never discussed at home until Lloyd, it's too late. Your comment, which I love and I agree with, is 30 years too late. And never forget who, in fact, came up with the idea for the, uh, the government takeover of public education. It was one yeah. Richard Nixon. Granted, Carter signed it into law, but the Department of Ed was the one of the other bureaucracies created to be corrupted by Richard Nixon. Thank you very much, Lloyd. I appreciate it. I'll take the rest of your calls when I get back. All right, I love when we get some callback and pushback on my differences, on my definition of a republic versus democracy. I love when I get pushback on Win Red. I don't know what Win Red is. Kevin in Austin, Texas does. But, Kevin, you're going to have to hang on. i got to take Patrick in Schomburg. Hi, Patrick. Hello, Sean. Listen, I'll make this short. The best definition of a democracy I've ever heard was two wolves and a lamb deciding what to have for dinner. It never <laughs> works out well. It never works out well for the minority. But that's what a democracy is. Did you? Majority did you know what rules. I, every time I hear the word, I think of, the, of Socrates and how he was put to death by a democracy. They took a vote to kill him because he was teaching kids how to think for themselves. And that's why you must reject the so-called democracy. The audacity and the arrogance of people who feel they can vote away the rights of any minority. It's a tragic system. But it does explain why the most corrupt among us keep chanting it. Kevin in Austin, Texas. Hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, in general, when red is just a clearinghouse. Think of it like a trading desk. Oh, but this clearing desks, they, they're oh, in not... control of the money to invest it. You know, people forget about this. These low-life scumbags oh, me... could put all your money in, in Bitcoin, and it's legal. No. Well, it's saying, do you want to put it, you want to buy wheat, do you want to buy corn, do you want to do metal, whatever the well, point is, it's with a particular 
candidate and it goes straight into that candidate's thing. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying that's what it is. It's a clear Kevin, I can't stomach lobbyists. I can't stomach these mm-hmm. these pack leaders, these fundraisers. Do you ever meet one that flies on a, on a commercial jet? They all fly priv- no, private. The, my point is it's not the pack. It's the candidates themselves or the state parties. Now, the other oh. thing I want to mention was the guy you were talking about earlier today uh, with the schools, we got to get to funding uh, funding students, not systems. And it's yeah. just the way it is. So they have left the, the money follow the child. 80% of your property I, tax funding. goes to fund yeah. those slob communist Soviet. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah. That's why they love the system. That's why the trajectory of that entire state is similar to an arrow. Thank you very much, Kevin. I appreciate it. I will not by any way endorse... Greg and LaGrange, we're going to get to you later in the show, brother. You hear the music? I got to go. I can't believe how fast the show is going, although I could go for a little sushi. We'll discuss that and more. Sushi's not up. From the streets of Melrose Park the trading floor of the Merc. He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Atrocities become normal. I was against the infrastructure boondoggle because I understand how it works. You see, when you give the government this kind of power, they perpetrate their pay-to-play scams. You understand? Now they've got a blank check. And how does it work? Well, the ones that are loyal, the most corrupt mafias around the country, the Democrat strongholds, they get the most money. See, there's a reward for being corrupt. That's how this system works. Now, the way infrastructure in general is supposed to work is, by the way, you're paying for it right now. Every guy pumping gas is paying for infrastructure. Taxes on top of taxes on top of taxes. Sales tax. Real estate tax. Commercial property tax. Tax, 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 tax. In the meantime, what do they do? They take the money, they put it in a general fund, and they misappropriate the damn funds. Then there comes a time you get some dimwit in diapers, thinks his nurse is his mommy, it's supposed to be his wife, and all that other nonsense you see. They pass $1.75 trillion, an unimaginable, unimaginable amount of money. And it just beat goes on. Now we're on to the next project. Next project, reconciliation. What's it going to be? Don't worry, we're going to lie about it. We're going to shove it. We're going to attach it. We're going to do all this stuff because, after all, we got to keep printing up the money. We got this Keynesian scam you call an economy to run. Debt ceiling, tie-ins, and all the rest of this nonsense. But what does it really look like from the ground? You see, in case you haven't been watching, these Marxist mafia members are vicious. It is absolutely vicious how they rule. They are attacking the states that are suing them. Yes, they are. And you're not going to get a reporter on it. Chuck Gowdy's too busy. He's at Johnny's right now. He wants a double-soaked sweet and sour combo. That's what he wants. Hips like an Amish woman and an investigative reporter that sucks. 
Pretty soon it'll be Valentine's Day. He can do FTD flower report again on why deliveries are late. Moron that he is. Most corrupt city in the country. Does he want to talk about the money that's being paid off to that necklace beanbag with a pumpkin on it called Governor Pritzker? Does he want to talk about the billions upon billions that are paid off to New York, New Jersey, California, wherever this Democrat mafia turned out the fake vote? That's how it really works. Well, here, in where I'm a resident, where I'm broadcasting from, we have arguably, in my opinion, beyond the shadow of a doubt, the best governor ever. I'm going to play this clip. I'm going to tell you a little story that happened to me and my wife over the weekend. So we have over 500, uh, over half a billion. We just said the legislature, you can do what you want to do. We are doing the... um, uh, first responder payments out of the relief funds, and we're putting a lot of federal relief funds into various infrastructure uh, projects. So I think we had, what do we have, about three billion, three and a half? We had about three and a half billion coming in, although they haven't given us that money yet, have they? You know when they did this, they said, first of all, they said if you have low unemployment, you get less money. High unemployment, you get more money beyond just your population. So we got a lot less, for example, per capita than New York and California. But then not only did they say that, but they said if your unemployment's low, we're only going to give you half of it this year, and you get the other half next spring, whereas at the high unemployment, they got 100% of it right off the bat. So yes. So what's the benefit of not running your state like this Morphodite Pritzker? Or the corrupt freak, Nipples Gambino, Cuomo, or New Jersey, who knows what scumbag gangsters in there. Or how about the idiot, any twosome newsome? See, they get all the money up front. Here you go, here's everything. Let me know how you do with it. And they misappropriate it, they give it to their campaign contributors, and the beat goes on and you're used to it. The good states, once again, get penalized, just like people. Right? They take from everybody coming home from their second and third job. To give to some scourge that doesn't know if her daughter was shot two days ago and gave her a pain pill instead of checking her back, like it's Chicago roaches. And this is the system that will never be corrected because it continues to reward bankruptcy, corruption, failure, and fraud. That is the, that is the way our politics works. And it's disgusting and disgraceful. And the Democrat mafia is protected by reporters. I do air quotes. By the way, we're on video. You can now go to YouTube and see video. These aren't reporters. These are propagandists. Was this on any of the Sunday shows? Did anybody mention the already misappropriated infrastructure money that can't go out fast enough until you can jam in another $5 trillion in funny money to this corrupt mafia? So we're going to end up having, I think it's about $3.4 billion. Uh, Most of that is infrastructure, transportation, and then um, retention payments. Yes, sir. But I would tell you, but I mean, I think you'd have to acknowledge, we got the short end of the stick compared to these other states. That's just the reality. They treat. Of course you do. And there's another reality. The ramifications economically of what this causes. Certainly, you have to pull out more cash or charge a higher amount if you're going to buy anything these days. This news coming two weeks before Christmas, and it is certainly going to impact some gatherings. Can't do it. Can't do it. I met Colonel Hawkins as he was out on a stroll with one of his eight grandchildren. He's retired now on Social Security and in no position to give like previous Christmases. Now, this is who the government says it's helping. See, I've been paying attention to politics since Nixon said I'm not a crook, since Ford fell down from the, from the airplane. 
I've been watching politics all my life. And all my life, they've been helping these people who are retired. They've been helping the old people. They've been helping, by the way, he's a minority. They've been helping the minorities. How's it work for you when the Democrat mafia is in charge of anything? I mean, I stretched out pre-COVID. But since then, I tell everybody I'm on a fixed income. Get paid once a month. Inflation surging nearly 7%. It's the highest point in nearly 40 years. Folks feeling a pinch every time they pick up groceries and pay the bill. It's not real, though. It's not real. It's transitory. What the hell does that word mean? Transitory. It's another made-up, make-believe word by fascist liberals. It's just transitory. Vice President Harris still in charge of addressing. Yeah, Vice President Ron Clinton. But it's important to understand that when you, when anybody raises a question about this new CBO score, it is a fake score about a f- bill that doesn't exist, uh, and we should really focus on the actual bill everybody's uh, going to vote on and considering in Congress. See, the actual bill has more scandal in it, if it's possible, than the 2,000-page pay-to-play schematic called infrastructure. It's twice as much, three times as much spending, twice as much fraud. And you know it because you had the CBO. Joe Biden said it was the gold standard when he could form a sentence and remember a phone number in 2010. Now today you're supposed to ignore it. Oh, no, it's a fake bill. Well, there is some trickery going on here. Does anybody want to talk about it? Thank God. You know, this is one of the Fitzgeralds in Wisconsin. At least he's a congressman now. He'll tell you what the hell's going on. I will yield one minute to the gentleman from Wisconsin, Mr. Fitzgerald. Gentleman is recognized. Uh, Madam Speaker, I rise today in opposition to H.R. 5314. The bill is simply another political attack by the Democrats on President Trump. It also destroys the separation of powers between the president and Congress. That's another thing you want to talk about. They have managed to destroy the purpose of Congress. I don't even know what the hell the Senate does anymore, except pretend to hold off these bills that mysteriously pass. This bill will continue to pass. Pippi lie-stocking will continue to lie. They will continue to fraud the system. The bill is measured on when they say it won't cost any money and it's paid for and all the rest on programs that are structured to sunset in a year. When's the last time the government did anything that went away in a year? Can you name one thing? Thank you, Jen. You're not going to believe this. I have another question about Build Back Better. I'm ready. Uh, So the president says that the Build Back Better is not going to add a penny to the deficit. The CBO has this new score uh, where they assume that social programs are going to be made permanent. And in that case, it would add almost $3 trillion. So does that mean that President Biden will commit that these programs are not going to be committed permanent? Well, first of all, what you're talking about here is a fake CBO score that is not based on the actual bill that anybody is voting on. This was a ask. See, I'm, I'm, I'm to the point now where no one could be this stupid to believe these scum. I believe they're in on it. I used to say there's two kinds of people that make up the Marxist mafia. The scum wolves that are in on it and the dumb sheep that think it's going to help them. At this particular point, at this obvious lie, this obvious fascism, I'm done thinking that they're just innocent people. These are all perpetrators. And they sit idly by while they attach things to Medicare and Medicaid, while they ignore the old man who can't live his life anymore the way he thought, the way he planned. Because what none of these imbeciles are able to admit is that inflation is a tax on everyone. 
It affects all of us, and everyone pays. And now you just say, oh, well, it's old Joe, Lunchbox Joe, who never bought a gallon of gas that wasn't expensed on a car that he didn't pay for. I mean, I don't understand why you keep turning to him when you know you got him red-handed in committing absolute and total fraud. Thank you, Madam Speaker. Here we are again, late at night, debating last-minute legislation needed to fix problems the current majority created. When considered alongside the ongoing COVID pandemic, widespread workforce concerns, and the cloud of uncertainty created by unnecessary vaccine mandates, it is clear the combined effects of upcoming Medicare reimbursement cuts represent a critical threat to our health care system. Well, I commend the efforts that have, made, have been made over the last few days to draft solutions which address the concerns of our health care providers. Instead of coming together to pass a bipartisan compromise, we again find the majority attaching controversial, unrelated material to this bill. They're attaching the debt ceiling. They're attaching the spending. They're hiding it in bills to help seniors and to pay off medical expenses. They're using their, their power to not pay to threaten hospitals to fire people who don't get their their experiment shot that they insist on calling a vaccine, even though it's not one. This is this is a mafia with all the same tools of extortion, intimidation, confiscation, and they're held harmless. They're held harmless because we don't fight significantly good enough against it. Because the politicians that we think are Republicans, in fact, just want a piece of the pie. Don't forget, there's money in all these little nooks and crannies. So they pretend that infrastructure is infrastructure. They penalize their political enemies and reward their political whores. This is what Bidenomics looks like. This is what a, a country led under a democracy with a mafia in charge looks like instead of a republic with representation, which what is what we're supposed to have. So that's why I think you need to run to the areas that will protect you and flee the ones that won't. I'll take the rest of your calls when I get back. 312-642-5600. Oh, what a great movie this is. Great movie. Yeah, we were all naive. We thought that uh, Tom Cruise and John Travolta were just friends back then. I love that movie, Grease. Can't beat it. Don in Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean, you know, we got two parties in this country, one that pushes socialism and the other one that pretends they're trying to stop it, but they're both in on it. And this, this infrastructure, it's, it's ridiculous. Every year they tell us how bad our bridges and roads are, yet you look around, there's construction all over the place, and we've been paying for this, and now we've got to pay more for stuff it's, that won't get done. It's because I think they just poll. When uh, people hear politicians say roads and bridges, they turn their fracking brain off that's the only conclusion i can come to because what they don't understand is you've been paying for the repair and for the maintenance of that the whole time you're double triple quadruple paying for it and in the meantime they just keep printing it up pumping it out and it doesn't go out equally oh we got 50 states how many of the of the states that were hit by the in tornado alley right i mean we have this every couple of years it's called tornado alley for a reason and you have this massive devastation this money should be halted immediately and should go to these states. Instead, they'll just use it as an excuse to pump more money out into the system. Will they pay off the political frauds like Illinois? who, For what yep. the people pay in property taxes, for what they pay in gas taxes, for what they pay in taxes, it should be pristine. It should be like driving in paradise there. 
Instead, they give it to the Charlie, same the same side noses. Hey, how you doing? Why don't you fix the damn road the first time? <laughs> they put a half a half an inch less than what you're supposed to. They're back in two years. Same mopes, same cones, same checks. Only they're bigger with more commas. It's sickening to me, Don. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. appreciate. It. Anna in Oak Park knows what I'm talking about. She lives in the communist country. Hi, Anna. Yes, hi. Um, I know there is a little time left. Um, uh, the whole structure they uh, uh, set up to destroy the whole business. I come from communist country. Uh, government was in charge of everything. There was no private property. None. Zero. You had to get a permission to eat from government. Um, they are going that way very quickly. And the reason there is restraining the small businesses that they're allowing all the robberies, um, all the people who are on the street who, who should be in jail, this is design. People don't understand that this is by design. The Soros, of course, you, you, everybody knows about what he did, uh, all the uh, attorney generals uh, all over the place. They're keeping them to, to, uh, uh, to do that, to bring communism. And it's going to be China communism. People don't realize. Another point, uh, I think nobody talks about it. Uh, they were censoring information uh, regarding vaccination and um, all the things which are going on with the pandemia. Um, they were censoring people who were telling the truth. Now they are being murdered. People don't realize that can people I, who I, are can talking... I ask, can I ask you what country yeah. you come from, if you don't mind? I'm from Poland. Poland. Do you see... Now, now I understand I'm very familiar with it, the similarities. Oh, do we lose Anna? See, there it's... Oh, the NSA... I'm telling you, I did not hang up on you, doll. I love those phone calls, and I love them for a specific reason. Those are the people who understand because they left an area in which we're heading. They left the, the utopia of government-sponsored life, collectivism, always selling the same BS, the same BS. And by the way, there was always money for infrastructure in all Soviet socialist hellholes around the world. Ironically, there were the same companies got the contracts. Hmm, that sounds just like Illinois. The similarities are undeniable. The only people, unfortunately, who have appreciation for patriotism is a small group of us that were born here. And the immigrant that fled the communist utopia, the Democrat Mafia Party promises we're going to get to. That's why I love when they call, because they understand. Greg and LaGrange. Hey, how you doing, Sean? Good, That's what I love, you know, being a Pole, that's what you love to see. Poles fight. Eastern Europeans fight because they know what they know what the yoke is like when it's put around your neck. Do you know why do you know do you know why I was I was a kid? Do you remember when we were kids and you had all the all the all the Polish jokes and all this? Do you know why that um they were they were the butt of jokes for so many years? Do you know why? They stood up no. against they stood up against Soviets. The Soviets who at the time had a very advanced army. They had guns, machine guns, tanks, weapons that nobody could at the time could compete with. The Polish people didn't want to be communists so bad that they showed up with farm tools like our revolutionary soldiers fought off the king. Except we had some guns, thanks to Thomas Jefferson's fortune. They had nothing in their hands but rakes and horses. And they took those rakes and horses and they ran into the tanks to fight off the communists. They were slaughtered. And that's why there were so many Polish jokes. Most people don't understand. It's why I've always had respect for Polish people. And that's why you always accept the opinion of somebody who fled a Soviet utopia known as a communist third world hellhole if you weren't part of the government. And that's why they're so resistant 
to the American Democrat mafia today. It's a wonderful culture. Most people don't know about it. It's a shame that people cannot learn from the history of these corrupt political pimps and whores that are now living in America as the fourth right calling themselves Democrats. All right, buddy. Absolutely. And, Thank you. And that's you. the thing. I mean, you see, you see how at the national level you're getting Congress backdooring money up to the executive level, just like in the state of Illinois. Yeah. They just Island want their kick up. Why else do you think of- you had all the Republicans vote for it? Why else do you think you had Kinzer? Oh, yep. I hate Trump. No, you didn't, scumbag. You want to pay off your contributors because you opened the pack up a year ago. I see you, Spritel. 312-642-5600. I'll be back. I'd spend 10,000 hours and 10,000 more. Oh, if that's what it takes to learn that sweetheart of yours. And I might never get What happened to you, Bonnie? Did you have some sort of an emotional weekend? Let's get back to my music. It's, it's, it's Yeah, I know. I missed you, too. Terrible, terrible, terrible music choices today, but that's all right. It's Bunny, and she's getting back on track. I, it's Steve Cortez's music still in the thing. Leave my guy Steve alone. Steve has been a victim of a totalitarian company because he wouldn't get the shot. They, they, they let him down. They, they fired him. It's preposterous to me, but this is what we're seeing, right? It's the new normal. We're Fauci and company can just point and keep changing the rules, and you're supposed to believe that they know what the hell they're doing. He is a walking punchline, and I mean that. The idea that we're in this position with this dimwit still on every show all weekend. i got to listen to this idiot. Should we be expecting yearly boosters? You know, George, it's tough to tell because the third oh. shot of an mRNA could not only do what we absolutely know it does. Is It, re- it could also not work. Oh, but it looks like it doesn't. In fact, it looks like not only is it not working, it looks like the people that have taken it. Although I give them the full authority, you go ahead, take it, take it, take it, I'm fine with it. But now you want to force it into people. After we're living through the reality, they're transmitting it. Oh, but they are. They got it, and they're spreading it. They're, now we hear, what, what, this guy over here in, uh, in, in London, he died. First one. First one. Omicron death. In the United Kingdom. Now, sure, he might have been obese, like 80% of the people died. Might have been. I remember when the CDC used to give you the stats on the 2.985 million people that die on average every year in this country. They do. You wouldn't believe it. But in a country made of 340 million human beings who die, that's what we do. The minute we're born, we start dying. Some of us just make it look good. But that's what we do. It's called aging. Heart disease used to take out 700,000. Cancer used to take out 600,000. Accidents, you know, accidents like when illegal aliens slam into your car after they're running from cops and kill uh, not just mothers, but daughters. We learned just a few minutes ago that the suspected human smuggler involved in the crash that killed that Texas mother and daughter uh, is in the hospital right now. And yeah, I'm sure he's got Blue Cross Blue Shield. I'm sure that scumbags bill that's going to be on the people, too. Right. Drinks are on the house. What a what a corrupted system. Yeah. Accidents. They kill about one hundred and seventy four thousand people a year they do chronic respiratory disease this is my favorite one before covid before you ever heard it before fauci invested in the virus that would shut down the world and forever turn us over into government serfs we used to lose a hundred and fifty six thousand nine hundred and seventy nine people on average 
Strokes, 150,000 people. Alzheimer's, which now is in control of 1,600 Pennsylvania. We used to lose 121,500 people to Alzheimer's. Diabetes, 87,000 people a year. Did you know, I bet you didn't know this, the regular flu. Oh, yeah, before Fauci invested in it with the Chinese chemists that look like some character out of a James Bond villain movie. Before Fauci invested in the flu, the regular flu. And pneumonia used to kill 50,000 Americans. Oh, can you believe that? They're all fixed now. Now the only thing that kills people is, 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 is COVID. It's true, it does. And uh, the virus that a lot of these guys, a lot of these very guys who were involved in the creation of the pandemic, plandemic, a lot of them are invested in the companies that are profiting from it. Here, let's hear from one. Wait, wait where is he? Where is he? Where is he? Where'd I put that pickle face? Dramatically increased the level of protection. But from an immunological standpoint, it could very well increase the durability of protection by things that you can't readily measure by the level of antibodies that you might have a maturation of the immune system. That would- And guess what they're ignoring? We now have our seventh, seven. For those CPS students, that's more than five. A little less than 10, but seven's a good number. Seven studies that say your natural immunity, and especially the people like me who put mustard on it and ate it and kicked its derriere like it was trying to steal my car radio, that our immune system is way better than the mRNA that was created by one Robert Malone. And that Robert Malone said in March he didn't like what he was saying. Oh, he didn't. But here's pickle-face Fauci. Not only does he agree with it, not only is he probably invested into the company that provides the mistake, but he tells you you're just going to need one more. How many is that? Don't worry. He'll let you know when you're done. Prolong the durability. You don't know that, George, until you just follow it over a period of months. If it becomes necessary to get yet another boost, then we'll just have to deal with it when that occurs. But I- This is why I, I, I tell you, I used to, I, there's a lot of things I didn't get along with my old man about. A lot of things. But uh, he just got diagnosed. He told him, ah, you got a little bit of a tumor in your head. He said, I'm not going to let you mess my hair. I'm going to let it go. I'm a bricklayer after all. I didn't really use my head for anything. I'm fine. I'm going to take it. I'm going to tough it out. I'm going to go out in the parking lot and grunt it out before he turns over his head and his life to these idiots who tell you, yeah, we know we're probably wrong. We're just going to keep on going now. Because what even a bricklayer knows and a son of a bricklayer and all the people should know, you're only here for a limited amount of time and nobody knows how much it is. You can't afford to waste a day of it. To these charlatans, to these frauds, to these political pimps and whores, self-aggrandizing profiteers of corruption and fraud, like pickle-faced Fauci and his ilk. See, in the old America, you were able to tell him to go take his shot and shove it, pickle-face. In the new one, you got to ask him if it's okay. If it's okay to go outside without a slave plate on. And more breaking news. The state Supreme Court confirmed a Commonwealth Court's decision throwing out the mask mandate in schools. That Well, there's some good news. What are the odds it happens in Illinois or any other Democrat mafia hellhole? 312-642-5600. <laughs> This is the Bill Clinton comeback song? Um, so here's the thing. I'm so against the reaction by government, not just because it broke the back of America, broke every principle America stands on, and took time from people who have a finite time. You cannot quantify the devastation to families, to economies. And ironically, 
the individual economies of people who need it the most. My wife and I were at dinner over the weekend, and we were talking. We were having a uh, conversation about all of the, the nonsense that we're facing. And the girl who was our waitress was a wonderful young girl, thick accent. Her name was Sophia. She was from Colombia. She heard us talking, and we were talking about how, how devastating it is to be in Illinois and have your business shut down and your life put on hold and the rest of it. She said she thanks God for the way in which DeSantis took over and fought the government and kept businesses open because it was through having that business open, she was able to improve her life. She fled a government that told businesses when they could open, when they could close, and was corrupted in Colombia. See, that's what America is supposed to be and supposed to do for everybody. The idea I let this idiot tell me what I can and cannot do and that I have to be subjected to his practicing a medicine that I would never hire him to do anything. Dr. My Derriere Fauci, he's a political moron, sat in a chair for 50 years. Everything he touched, he screwed up. And now you broke my country, you rat. Uh, David and Racine. Greetings, Sean. Yeah, one of the things uh, you forgot to mention is 100,000 people die every year from uh, physician mistakes. And yeah. the other thing is that right now it's already up to 19,000 people have died from the uh, side effects from this uh, vaccine. You know, David, I noticed during the early coverage how it became the, from the time the news started to the time it ended. Propaganda, propaganda, propaganda. And all of the perspective on exactly what we're facing went out the window. All of the perspective. And now you're dealing with this hysterical mafia of Marxists. And then, you know, some of the treatment, or, you know, current treatment protocols aren't much better than the old-fashioned idea of bleeding that has the same harmful effects. That's exactly right. And I'll tell you another thing, David. When has the last time you heard it reported with the proper perspective? We have a virus around the world in which the survival rate is 99.5. In fact, it only harms people who have pre-existing conditions and can't tie their shoes like Pritzker. Thank you very much, David. I appreciate the call. Pete in Morton Grove. Sean. Yes, Pete. I got a theory, I got a theory on the vaccine and Fauci and all the polls. All right. Hit me. They don't got us. They don't, they don't got us with that. They got us on the testing. They got our DNA, they got our names and addresses and everything else. Who's got the DNA now? What? All these well, facilities. I'll tell you what, if you want to save this country, you could take my DNA and clone me into about 340 million Americans. We'll take over everything again. I'm in for that. Although, Buddy yeah, but says you know no. what I'm, You know what I'm saying now? These facilities, know exactly. they got it. You know, what are they going to do with it? They got us. It's all functioning. It's, it's a all dystopian nonsense. Orwellian reality that i am still in awe in awe that americans have just said oh, okay i'm in awe i'm in awe that that there's only but a pocket of people that had the perspective to say what the hell are you doing it's just disgusting but look at every one of our issues pete look at every one of our issues yeah. this mother and daughter in texas this is a tragic story thanks for calling we don't have we're running out of time i want you to hear just a little you, we learned just a few minutes ago that the suspected human smuggler involved in the crash that killed that texas mother and daughter uh is in the hospital right now and will possibly be arraigned sometime today we're waiting to hear so a smuggler of we don't know what but let's say fentanyl is running from the police and kills an innocent mother and daughter that would not have happened if Biden had not usurped 
the most powerful office in the land. Another two that are murdered. Are they going to get reported on? And given the perspective you should have? Of course not. The mafia can't afford it. I'll be back in 21 hours. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 